0: to everybody in their neighbor. Welcome back to Gearing Gigs. I'm your host, Jet Stone. So glad you guys could stop by again today. With me, my compatriot in musical crime, Reg. Reg, how you doing?
1: Good, Jet. How you doing?
0: I'm doing awesome. We are going to do a bass-oriented show today. I know how much you like that. Bass. And uh, for you bass players out there, should be interesting. We are gonna do, are you ready? Let's get the, we're gonna dive right into it, people. You already know, he doesn't know, here we go. Drum roll, please. Three Uh, bass amps.
1: Nice, lightweight, Class D bass amps.
0: Nice, lightweight, Class D, super lightweight. We got the Mesa Subway D800. We've got the Aguilar Tonehammer 500. And then we've got the Euphonic Audio iAmp Micro, which is like 500, 550 watts, I believe. As he said, all Class D, super lightweight. These bottom two are, you know, six, seven pounds a piece. This top one is like two pounds or something. It's, it's under three. It's super, super lightweight. Probably half the size of the Mesa. Excuse me. Probably half the size of the Mesa. Um, all, this one's two-channel. The other two are single-channel. Some, uh, let's see, this one and uh, the Aguilar have got effects loops, the Mesa does not. Uh, Everything's got a direct out, which is how we're running straight out of here. No speakers, straight out of here into our digital recorder. No extra preamps, no compression. So we're running straight in from from our base. I've got an AB switch down here at my floor. Uh, at my feet, at my floor. Well, it's at it both, technically. That's going to flip us between two amps. We're going to bracket them, right? We're, we'll go two against each other, pick the one we like, then put that winner up against the next one and see who comes out on top. Sound ah, good? That
1: sounds like a that sounds like a fair fight. All and right. we're going to get a fair representation, too, because we're getting the whole front end up all three amps, right? That's so right. So it doesn't really matter what the, how the... Because you don't really get flavor from a Class D power amp.
0: Not too get, much, yeah. You just right get there. volume. Yeah, just, mostly just
1: volume. So, yeah, you're, we're going to get all the flavor and tone all of them.
0: Mm-hmm. This should be interesting. Yeah I'm looking forward to this. If you hear any fan noise, all three of these got fans so ignore that please. I'll make sure that you don't hear it when we're auditioning tones from the bass. I'll turn off the the room mic. Uh, Bases of choice for today. Got a 69 P bass, an original 69 with flat wounds, for you vintage style folks. And then <laughs> for you super modern folks I got an 85 Rick 4003. Not really for the modern at heart, it's just for those of us that are into the uh, the progressive rock and or Beatles thing. Uh, McCartney and Wings, right? You know, it's that kind of thing. So uh, this has got round ones on it. It's got a toaster and a high gain. So kind of the best of both worlds there for our pickups. And uh, let's just dive into tone and see what you think. I'm ready. All right. Let's see, the one I'm going through first is the uh, is the Mesa. Is that cool? Okay through the mesa first Uh, i have all the eqs flat right now so they're just well flat they're straight up and down whether or not that's flat i uh, i don't know but
1: i always call noon flat you know whether it is or it isn't
0: yeah so that's where we're at we're going through the mesa right now everything's flat and here's our basic tone i'm playing with fingers if you want to switch your pick let me know So that's our bass, flat, nice and deep. So let's go switch straight to the Euphonic and see what that sounds doing basically, Basically, (laughs) the same thing. way more mid focused way more mid focused i agree so let's go back to the uh, let's go back to the boogie see what we have in the way of eq flexibility first i'll mess with the bass yeah way, way deep okay let's check out the mid
1: Alright, that's got the does that have the selector switch with the different curves?
0: Uh no, it's got a deep switch. A deep, let's, let's, yeah, let's not, check out uh, the deep uh, switch. All right. In, in my ear monitors, it sounds better to be deep. I don't know how how's it sounds. It, it definitely
1: adds more. I'll tell you what, it's um, it's better sounding with the deep switch than it is cranking
0: up the bass knob. Okay. It's got a low mid and a high mid, so let's mess with the low mid. Okay.
1: Wow. That makes
0: yeah, that's a big difference. Huge difference,
1: yeah. a big difference. And low mids is kind of where the beef is in a mix anyway.
0: It really seems to be, especially in this amp. Let's try the high mid. Like all boogies, the gain is very much, I mean, tied to the EQ. So when you move... Yeah, and move I didn't... The EQ. high mid, I
1: didn't... When it, when it went up, I didn't care for it much at all. When it went down, you could you could hear it kind of cutting that where you would like if you were going if it had a, some kind of curve or whatever you'd want to give it a bump but give it a bump in the lower range of mid range right and um yeah. so yeah that low mid that low mid is like the magic knob and the high mid i could see maybe needing to use that in a in a certain mix in a certain room at a certain time right
0: right um, or on a particular bass if it's, right, I mean, it's yeah, flat and, loud, it, so it, it, it might more be more utility
1: than yeah. than your actual go to tone thing
0: seemingly at least with this voicing setting and we'll see what the voicing does to that but uh, let's try the treble so it's it's got some of the grit and grind in there a little bit Mm -hmm. on the treble yeah
1: yeah when you boost it again it's like "Mm, that's not that's not where I would want to boost it but uh, but you could hear it and cutting it it is like "Mm, i wouldn't cut it because it's um it's already kind of like low mid focus to begin with and has a lot of beef although it does there's still like when you were before you cut the microphone off the clanky you know the the well even when you took took the mic off there was some clankiness of to the play and and, uh you wouldn't hear that if there was no high-end response right it 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 wouldn't exist so i'm gonna just say so far mesa amp pretty well balanced Let's and the tone this. controls are, are adequate enough to basically carve out a tone for anywhere. Any instrument, any time, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this amp is ready to be dialed in.
0: All right, let's try the voicing. Let's see what that okay. does. interesting a lot more aggressive it's uh it's it's like a mix of several different things if i go to the left it makes it feel more like the uh, the iamp a little bit let me see what i can get as far as what i would pick as to be a, a good sound on you know kind of blending these things let's see how far i can get with that deep a little deep but it's certainly a nice
1: you know certainly nice
0: let me try taking off the deep and, and rolling the bass knob up instead
2: that
1: sounds pretty good right there
0: feels pretty good. It does feel pretty good. All right so here we go with everything flat on the Ion. A lot of mids, a lot of mids. It's got a really strong mid-range presence, let's roll up that bass knob see what we can get. That's all the way up and you pretty much have to do that to keep up with the mids almost. Let me roll down, let's, let's, let's mess with the mid control because I have a feeling that's going to be one of our, our big things on this amp. A lot of definition in there, a lot of growl capable, but I think we're going to have to balance that carefully with the bottom end Let's mm-hmm. see what the treble does. clarity than a tr- traditional treble in a way you know it's yeah, almost like above. I was say the same
1: thing I can yeah. hear a slight difference but it's not uh, it's not like the two lower ones that you, you know you could actually hear that that spectrum either increase or decrease um yeah interesting. interesting and of course of those three that's the only one that I don't really have any experience with too so uh yeah. so this is like a first listen to me to the little mini I am
0: Let me uh, me see what I can dial up as far as a, a balanced sound here. clarity. I mean it's for sure. Yeah. Um,
1: and yeah, cuz I mean, I guess people uh, your Stanley Clarks of the world will have a stand up and, and an electric bass and hence the the idea of an amp like that.
0: Yeah, uh, it's definitely more you, of an audiophile sound, you know what I mean? It sounds really
1: nice. Uh, but now the shootout, right? The go between cuz yeah. now you've dialed them both into what they each sound best at. And we can go uh
0: Yeah. So let's, I'll start with that. And then I'll, when you hear me switch, I'm going down to the boogie.
1: tough that really is it's tough because there's there's things about both of them I like right um the beef of the Mesa for sure but the clarity of the EA
0: yeah yeah the warmth of the Mesa's got undeniable warmth comparatively Mm -hmm. speaking yeah but the other one's got undeniable clarity Mm -hmm. (laughs) hey you know this is an ABY switch so let's put them together just for grins see what that sounds like (laughs)
1: <laughs> almost works I like it, it does it almost works yeah I because like it does it. give you the two things that we just described but then it also it's, gives you a lot of this you know what's
0: uh should we try the other base
1: uh let's give it some Ricky round wow
0: yeah, yeah let's see what let's see what it does with the other base here yeah round rounds could change the story quite a bit okay we're into the boogie you funny Wow once again I like things in both of them Mm. that the the euphonic sounds almost like an old ashley preamp that solid state really or like a sun coliseum or something it's got that that bright real quick response with that top end growl but once again the mace has got that bottom end kind of rumbly you know I was warm
1: this this go-round is like when i was listening to the mace it's like it's almost i mean it kind of has a tube amp Feel to it. That's a good right. way of putting that. Yeah, it I does. It, does. Yeah. It, really it feels more
0: tubey, too. It does. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the other one feels too fast to be tubes. <laughs> Which is
1: interesting because, as you know, I have two Mesa amps, and uh, my walkabout amp is very tubey sounding. It sounds like a tube amp, and you can push it like a tube amp, too, and it has that grind, where the carbine is uh, just as clean as a whistle. And I used to have a Mesa Buster 200. Mm-hmm. the 200 watt all tube amp mm-hmm. and that was the least to of all of them <laughs> it was it just didn't yeah. have that it was yeah. just so loud and perfectly clean
2: mm-hmm. right kind of like
1: the carbine it sounded a lot more like the carbine than the walkabout and you know here it was a a fully tube amp um so you just never know i mean it's all about the the voicing whatever the designers when they're building this filters and they're doing their voicing of the amp as a whole and giving Mm. you tools to shape what they're basically giving you yeah so um yeah that's why it's it's why it's important to always um either do your research and and uh, listen carefully and all that kind of stuff before you purchase a bass amp or like me or you uh, just go through bunches of them until you finally land on the one that you really
0: like. It's the only reason I had the show, man, just to go through gear. That's the only right. reason. It's just a a big clearinghouse for gear. let's uh, just before I put this down to swap amps, let's let's hear them together. you know, all right. I like Real the two well. of them
1: together with that bass way more really than really well. It, it 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 really it, did because it, it had leaps, all the, the bottom. It had deep. the clank. It sounded like a Rick. I mean, it's like yeah. I'll take that. Thank you very much.
0: And 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 it doesn't even hardly weigh anything extra in your bag right. when you carry it. It's like you don't even notice. So oh, I, I probably have, have effects
1: it. pedals that are heavier.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sure that you do. Okay, so let's uh, so which two should we be shooting ah. next? Ah. ah. You know what
1: I mean? I don't. I you know how I like to break your rules, right? Mm-hmm. What if we don't shoot the the Aguilar out with anybody? What if we just listen to it? Okay,
0: okay. Right? You don't. You don't just want listen. to compare so it to anything. Go through
1: the same the same kind of thing, and then kind of get and then just by remembering what the other two because I kind of I know the Mace is kind of beefy and and very organic. It has a fullness mm-hmm. and richness to it. Mm-hmm. The the EA is. Uh, very clean, very accurate, uh, and a little bit more high-mid focus. Yeah. Right.
0: So we see what we need after we listen to the Aguilar. Right. Okay. Cool. All right. We'll do that. Okay. So here we are with the Aguilar Tone Hammer 500. Everything straight up and down. Here we go. P bass, flat wounds.
1: Hey, I, I immediately um, and this is kind of not a surprise um the aguilar is more aggressive mm. it has it has a little bit more anger in it mm. and uh, but tonally closer to the mesa
0: yeah it's got more clarity than the mesa but it's a rounded clarity Yes. not not yeah, as it, not it, as it, sharp
1: so no because it, it's, uh, it's 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 kind of ragged around the edges a little bit so I guess the
0: aggression is the hammer part. Probably
1: that is the hammer part, and yeah. uh, and i man, you know what? I should remember that. Well, you probably do the old uh, DB seven fifty ones or whatever those. Oh big, sure, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Made that tube amp that was a rack, and all the tubes were done horizontally, so it fit into a four space rack case. <laughs> my God, it's that weighed was a, three
0: thousand pounds. I, yeah, it weighed yeah. three thousand pounds, and yeah. it
1: was. But my God, it yeah, was it. a tone monster. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. called the also the tone hammer right that was the original tone hammer. Uh, db
1: 751 they just were db oh they didn't hold uh, a tone hammer? all db series there was a mm-hmm. bunch of preamps and it was all rack mounted stuff and then of course the db series cabinets which were the vintage voiced mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to the, the the sl series which are much more modern
0: well now this has got a drive knob which is all the way down so it can actually had oh, a all the way down that's man. all the way down yeah let's try the that EQ first. oh you want to do that first okay yeah just
1: to see what how far it'll go
0: all right, right it's on. already
1: kind of aggressive without it
0: i think it'll get into distortion or overdrive or something so let's say, here we go It's interactive with the uh, the regular gain, and that was all the way up, but once again, it's flat wound, so it's not going to be as aggressive as it would be with the rig, which we'll try in a minute here. Okay, I'm going to turn the drive down. Let's mess with the bass and see what the bass knob does. They ought to just call that the warmth knob. I like that. Do you like that? It sounds good. Mm -hmm, I do. Let's try the treble. I'm going to skip the the middle for a second because it's got a a frequency adjustment. So let's do the treble real quick. definitely has
1: some motion on
0: it there's a mid-level and a mid-frequency
1: does it go down to like 180 and then up from there or how far does it go down or does it not i don't
0: know it's not marked i'll i'll flash it up on the screen to give you the range but uh, i don't know we're gonna have to trust our ears so i'll uh, i'll boost it uh all the way and then sweep the mid-frequency and see what it does then i'll cut it all the way and sweep the mid-frequency It's the hardest to use wah-wah pedal in the world. I was just gonna say, you know, it sounded like a filter sweep going on <laughs> It's like a talk box with my fingers. That's, that's weird, I like it though. All right, I'm gonna take it all the way down and let's see what it does. Okay. Well, it's not as talk boxy, but it's still got a lot. You you could get pretty, I don't want to say surgical, but you could get pretty extreme, I think, if you had a frequency that was jumping out and you wanted to pull it back, I think you could find it. But Mm -hmm. you can also, I think, find the the hot spots or the sweet spots in the bass frequency that you want to promote and and really dial it up. Let me see what I can do. I'll leave the drive down for now. Let me see what I can do EQ-wise to kind of find what works for this bass.
1: so interesting um I'm sure that you put them together the way they are due to size right the smallest one on top of the exactly on the
2: bottom, exactly right yeah
1: mm-hmm. and uh and then by coincidence uh the tone hammer kind of splits the difference uh between it's sort of the sweet spot I'm going to just say uh, you know I know I that we haven't listened to the Rick yet but I can already tell you and as a big Mesa fan as you know I mean I've owned a lot of Mesa gear still do
0: uh, um, I'm right there with you as you can see Yeah. Before. oh my God yeah All no I Mesa's mean a huge
1: Mesa fan I've never <laughs> owned any EA um but then again you know I always thought of that as like if I played stand-up bass which I don't um but that Aguilar Tonehammer my goodness that's sort of like I think that's the winner hands down uh more flexibility, uh, tonally more, you know, plus plus the drive, um, so you have more options, and uh, I haven't heard a bad one. It's like nothing that you dialed in was like, oh, well, I wouldn't, you know, you know what I mean? Is like everything sounded good, just different, right? Uh, yeah,
0: it it isn't that you have to avoid bad spots. It's just pick what your favorite what good you, spot right. is. Yeah, pick what you like. Yeah, the other ones have got spots where you go, ooh, ooh, no, 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 right. and you have to pull it back. This one, yeah, you could close your eyes and whatever you came out with you could make it work mm-hmm. well, let's try it with the rick yeah because i always find the ricks to be more demanding of an amp because they're got a bit prissy s- they're clanky they got
1: they're the- a bit prissy but uh, i think that's what i love about them
0: yeah all right here we go i'll just leave it right there for now and if i have that- to adjust it i will let's see how it, how it sounds with this I feel like I could dial up a little bit more zing. Uh-huh. Yes. A little, a little more little zing. More zing. That's yeah. That's exactly see. what you need. got a real voice kind of thing going on it's it's aggressive
1: too I mean even when it's dialed back it still has you can kind of hear the anger in the in the tone right it it kind of which is why they call it a tone hammer and not a tone flower right (laughs) it's not a tone flower it's a tone hammer right Um, right you know it's funny because like I have uh I have I have played around with and owned the tone hammer uh pedal which is a oh, yeah. overdrive it's an overdrive pedal right but it's sort of loosely based on the front end of this amp or the tone amp. and um as far as I know as far as I remember it's been, been a minute but uh I always liked it because it it, it it did that it was like even if you had the gain kind of low um it's still it still presented itself as uh don't mess with me you know what i mean it just kind of has yeah, that yeah that it's, attitude it kind of yeah. gives it a, a little attitude that you just uh you know i don't always want that but that's the thing is you can dial it back out right it's just nice
2: that it's there
0: It's got the growl it's got the bottom end it's got enough of the top end sizzle mm-hmm. it's
1: got it's got everything you need uh and i'm gonna say this i'm gonna give two thumbs up to all three of them because i think all three of them do a thing and i would have going into this i I'd had a bias i thought well of course i'm gonna like the mesa amp the best and i do i think that mesa amp sounds great don't get me wrong um but it, it's like if you if you're just talking about those three Then if like, if some young bass player was like, well, I want to get something that a versatile bass head, lightweight, blah, blah, blah. I go, you know what? Get, get the tone hammer, get the old tone hammer 500. Doesn't weigh, but it's, it's lighter than my walkabout, which is my lightweight head. And I think that's 12 pounds or something like that. I think it's 12 pounds. Has a handle built on it because it's heavy enough to need a handle. And then never mind the M3, that's a, that's a rack head that's just, too heavy for the uh power ratio it's 300 watts and it weighs probably more than all three of those put together
0: so which it okay so you're going out to the gig or or to the studio you do some recording you're going to throw your your tone hammer in the bag Which which is your backup amp
1: who who now see okay now this is gonna this is gonna sound sacrilegious but if i'm bringing a back it depends that is my backup amp supposed to be something to uh to fill in tonally for it or am i bringing a backup amp to have a different flavor
0: you're bringing a backup amp in case your amp goes down you got an extra one but also and maybe you're playing a bigger gig you know you take two just in case you need to cover more stage yeah. room and split some cabs or subway something like subway is the yeah, other the one subway.
1: yeah because because the, the subway and the aguilar are, are in the same universe mm-hmm they're different but they're you know they're kind of in that same old school bass tone universe where the EA is very modern very clean very snappy which is awesome but it you know so that's what I was thinking like if I was trying to do if I was trying to cover multiple things or if I was running for instance if I was running a stereo ring right Mm -hmm, then -hmm. it would be the EA because I'd want one side to be completely clean and the other side to be not completely clean
0: interesting okay that that's interesting to me. For, if I was, I I think for me it would depend on what I was playing against or with. <laughs> Again, right. What am I well, fighting yeah, that against? That yeah. matters. So if it's a guitar-based situation, I think the the Mesa would be the second choice. I think the Aggie's are my first choice. But if I was playing with against synthesizers, I think I'd go EA because that's going to give me that clarity to jump out on top and be heard, and my notes will be distinct. I think the I think the Mesa might might lose a little bit of that uh, yeah, I agree. surrounded yeah. by a lot of synth bass. But it, around guitars, I think I would want the Mesa's Warmth on the bottom. I think in either case, the Aguilar, if it made it through the show, would be the one I would be happiest with. I'll
1: tell you this, if you were a young bass player and you owned one of those three heads...
0: I am a young bass you a, player. What are you saying, young man?
1: <laughs> I'm talking about maybe, you know, some other person. Right, sure. Some other person. Yeah. Uh, and they owned any one of those heads, then yeah. they had a good bass amp
0: any one of these I agree and mm-hmm. and these are pretty extreme ends of the spectrum for bass you know there's a lot of things in between these two like mm-hmm. I think a, a jazz bass would be distinctly between these two humbucker based bass is gonna do well with any of these I think well my so. two
1: maces couldn't be oh look there they are right there one mm, on top yeah the they are they are. They couldn't be less alike yeah I mean less
0: but they make a good stereo pair They
1: oh they make a great stereo pair yeah um, but but like if you just go back mm. and forth one to the other, you'd be surprised that the same company made both of them.
0: Okay, so here's a question for you: If you're using a lot of effects as a bass player, which one you want to use? Ooh, I'd still go with the Tone Hammer. I would. Still I go might. The I number. might consider the EA at that point. Uh, the effects loop over the boogie and the clarity, man. All your modulation stuff. Gosh, that would come out so nice. Uh, true. Yeah
1: true as, I mean, as you, you can know, tell
0: we like them all all three of i'd them be doing good.
1: stereo anyway so if i was like i said if i was doing stereo i'd do the top two amps yeah and if it was just two mostly the same it'd be the bottom two and if it was just one it would be the one in the middle
0: so a cover band you don't know what you're playing you just got to go out and do it we're taking the aguilar mm-hmm. and then our second choice is probably going to be the mesa third choice but not by much i think is going to be the ea and it really depends on what you need to cover because right. they really do have three different. It's certainly, flavors. if you were doing
1: stand up, switching back between stand up and, and electric bass, you definitely the EA hands down because then you'd have because you got the two
0: channels. Any acoustic game, have- if I was playing against acoustic guitars, right. for sure I wouldn't even think about the other two. I just take right. the EA, yeah, yeah. So which all is
1: th- which is probably a good reason for you to just have all of them,
0: <laughs> just have all three, the, and <laughs> they don't take them. up much space. Honestly, yeah. they just don't take yeah. up a lot, of, and uh, you don't need much to support them. Obviously, we're you know we, this is what we use for effects it's just a little mm-hmm. plastic table but uh yeah interesting three different flavors honestly i thought they were going to be a lot closer than that one when they went directly up against each other so i'm very surprised but but happy i think it's, it was a good choice
1: yeah because that, there were good tones out of all of them uh it seems like the the tone hammer has a little bit more eq option
0: right because of that sweepable mid uh-huh well, the the mesa the low mid does a lot. The high mid seemed to be almost. I wish I could take it down a couple of notches and put it there. You know. Yeah, it, I,
1: di- I didn't. Uh, the low mid was sweet. Yeah. Uh, the high mid is kind of. Uh, I don't know. I mean, again, you know, maybe in a certain room at a certain time that would work to cut that frequency. Right.
0: To We're not it. running any compression, which would even out the bass and probably help us get more bottom end without the flubbiness. Mm-hmm throughout or get less top end crispiness if we wanted by compressing some of that so keep that in mind a compressor in the circuit at some point is going to change the response compressors
1: are essential
0: yeah they're really good for that but overall great amps uh, really nice eq flavors and very different so hopefully you guys enjoyed that and we appreciate you joining us for another episode of Gearing Gigs, hit that like button and the bell so you let us so we can let you know when the new stuff comes out. Subscribe if you'd be so kind, it helps the channel out a lot. And uh, and we'll see you next time for another fun musical adventure. For Reg. I'm Jet. Take care.